Boy Trent. I'm Sebastian. And today, we're back. You know what time it is. New tunes for the people like you, as always. And uh, we're going to kick things off here with a little, uh, little, uh, little local act. You know, you might have heard of them if you're from the Cleveland area, if you're in the metal scene. Uh, Assault and their debut album. Uh, what is it called again? A, bl- a Blind Eye. That's right. A Blind Eye. And Trent, I'll have you start. So this was to no to nobody's surprise my favorite album of the week. <laughs> Wonder why. Um, it is an absolute banger uh, for like for a debut, like absolute banger. Um, they came out so powerful, um, and you know knowing um, Dylan from the band um, and like how um, I guess like how into music he is. You know, and how how much he loves it. I could tell when they put out the album, like, it was just going to be amazing. I actually sent it to my brother because my brother's also a big thrash guy. Um, and uh, yeah, overall, the riffs, solos, everything about it, the vocals, I just absolutely loved it. Only thing for me, I think it was too short. I could have used that, at yeah. least one or two songs. It gets a nine out of ten for me, though. Favorite of the week, absolute fucking banger. Hell yes. Sebastian, take it away. With this one, I thought it was very fun. Uh, The bass tone is very crunchy, yet wicked. Um, The guitar solo uh, on Antebellum was definitely my biggest highlight for the whole thing. I just really loved the ascending arpeggios being thrown in there. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, The guitar work overall is just phenomenal. Uh, Dylan and Dom are both just really good at what they do, and they just... Honestly, they are the definition of practice is perfect. They are in so many different acts, so many different things, and honestly, I'm glad to see that their hard work is paying off. Uh, the drums on this reminds me a lot of like early Nick Menza from Megadeth. Uh, I just really like that. Uh, the, the only thing, though, I will say, some of the uh, first EP songs were remixed on this album and everything, and they are uh, a bit better than last time. But my only issue is the snare. Like, a little bit St. Angry at times, where it was like, tong, 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 tong. And I heard that, and it kind of threw me off a little bit. But at the same time, everything else well, more than well makes up for everything else that I just said about that. Uh, but yeah, I like the old school sound with a good amount of new vocals and new different styles added to it as well. Uh, this is a 7.5 out of 10 for me. Yeah, so uh, if you've been listening for a while, you know my thoughts about Thrash aren't like entirely like the best, I would say. But there's definitely been some exceptions, especially like in recent times. Um, believe it or not, boys, uh, I listened to uh, Rain and Blood for the first time ever. The entire album. Yeah. I haven't heard that one actually quite yet. Like that one, I've only heard two songs off of, and then that was it. But that, yeah, I got around to it, fucked with it hard. And that was actually after I listened to this album. And I got to say, like, I was very impressed with uh, what these guys came out with. Like, having seen them live, uh, having heard that uh, that demo EP too, and uh, 
you know, seeing how like they were able to like remaster it, basically, you know, a much cleaner uh, production compared to the demo on this album. It's safe to say that this band is definitely like, you know, making a name for themselves in terms of just like, you know, the music they make and like the decisions they make with the production now and like all that, like everyone sounds tight. It's heavy. It's in your face. It's fun. It's genuinely fun, and I can like, and I can say too for a local act as well. Like, don't don't sleep on them, you know. Like, I can definitely see these guys getting big, especially since they've already played like a pretty popular uh, metal festival in Chicago, I believe, not too long ago, and that was pretty solid of like of an opportunity, you know what I mean? But yeah, really no bad songs. I think I saved all but one. I don't remember the name of it, but the ones I did save include "Obey Decay." Uh, Let It Burn, The Second Head of the Snake, which uh, I believe that was like the first one from the demo, if I'm not mistaken, which hearing that and like how much better it sounds on here is just oh, amazing. And uh, Death Solution was another one that I enjoyed as well. But yeah, overall, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely one of my favorites of the week as well. And like, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. I'm almost at a loss of words with how great the sounds especially for just like a smaller band like them so kudos to the boys but all right moving along here we got an album from lil silva yesterday is heavy sebastian take it away i really don't have too much to say about this uh unfortunately it's not because the album is bad it's just i genuinely don't have a lot on my palette that i can use for this other than that's very smooth the production is very warm. I really fuck with the Serpent with Feet feature. I really dug uh, Serpent with Feet from last year. Um, but overall, I mean, this kind of just reminded me of like a lot of like 90s trends being thrown in here. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's good. It's smooth. There's a lot of cool elements to it. Uh, 7 out of 10. Yeah, I have uh, no clue who this guy is. All I know is that this was his debut album. And for a debut album, usually how it goes, you know, for at least me when I find out about a debut, it's acceptable. It was actually pretty impressive, you know, like the opening track alone, another sketch just kind of like really sets the mood of the album where it's going to be kind of like this chill but upbeat kind of energy that you're getting throughout the album with, of course, pockets of, I guess you could say, like more mellow moments that are like sprinkled around there, I believe, in songs like, uh, I think it was like What If and uh, Back. Uh, maybe backwards that had like it was it was more chill I just remember mainly that the second half of the album was a lot more chill and like a little too mellow even at times compared to the first half because the first half is like one of the songs here called to the floor which is just like mm, 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 mm. we're just fucking going at it it is almost like really house inspired I would say with just like how like fun it is you know these it's a really fun beat that is uh on that song there and then some other ones here i enjoyed as well was uh leave it uh, excuse me leave it september and colors just to name a couple other ones but um overall yeah for a debut album for being as chill as it was and uh consistent i would say too that was another thing i thought was very consistent with what it is uh it's acceptable it's great it's fun it's an 8 out of 10 for me take it away trent yeah i mean i'm pretty much in the same boat it was very chill. I do, now that you say it, like house inspired, I can definitely see it. I think I was trying to look for a word for it and I couldn't, couldn't get it. And I it's definitely, really Drake it sounds a lot like Drake. It's a fuck. <laughs> Maybe he just listened to certified lover boy, man. Like <laughs> right away. Then he meet you in the studio. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, I didn't mind it. Um, not 
really my thing, but I think he did a good job. Uh, I gave it a six out of ten. Um, just very relaxing. It was a good good midpoint to the week. It was a good, to say the least. Got was a good, yes. <laughs> All right, moving along, we got a new album here from Kilo Kish, American Girl. Um, I could be wrong about this. Oh no, no, this is not her debut. I thought it was her debut, but no, this is it. But like. For I believe this is her second album, though. For a sophomore album, and not knowing anything about her music prior from my end here, I was very impressed with this one. I would say that this is definitely tied with my favorite of the week, with the other one uh, coming later in the episode. But uh, no, Kilo Kish brings something very different to the table here, I would say. Or at least, like, different than the mainstream, uh, you know, pop stars here. And it's that, like, she adds more of that, like, alternative experimental pop into it here you know a little hyper pop influence a little r&b indie a little dance you know got all that good stuff going on here and it's very apparent on the uh, actual opening track here the title track american girl which has just like a very catchy chorus that almost like has a really like late 90s early 2000s pop sound to it in fact i think throughout the entire album she has a really vi- like big vibe of like gwen stefani and britney spears vocally which i could fuck with you know i can heavily fuck with that and uh kind of like adding like her own little like uh mixing with her vocals as well like i wouldn't say like entirely auto-tune but definitely like some uh choice of mixing that she decided to do with it that was like pretty damn solid you know for what she's doing here um there's also what was the song here oh man I mean, most of this album was really solid, I would have to say. Like, uh, I'll just say, like, some songs I also liked was uh, No Apology, Death Fantasy, uh, New Tricks, Art Aesthetics, which features uh, Vince Staples. But, like, Sebastian and I were listening to it a little bit earlier. We, we couldn't, like, he wasn't there, you know? Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> trying to find him was trying to find the bass in, uh, what do you call it, Injustice for All. All right, or Acceptance Speech by Dance Game of Dance. Yeah. It's not there. It's like, okay literally but like it was it was solid though like this album was like very different from uh like i said the ordinary crowd of pop stars she's definitely got something going here with the sound i'm not sure what the debut sounded like but like whatever this is especially with that that's the other point too i want to make the whole like video game aesthetic of this album too was really cool and interesting as well because it wasn't like always like in every single like in your face moment of the album it was just kind of like sprinkled throughout but like nothing compared to the last track continue which had like an 8-bit version of the american girl title track song and i thought that was really sick especially because of how cool it sounded and everything and like i don't know i guess to me like it had like some sort of nostalgia to it too i could say in fact a lot of this album sounding had nostalgia for me in general like I don't know. I fuck with that. I fuck with with uh, albums that have that kind of uh, effect on me, I would say. But, yeah, it's an 8 out of 10 as well. And I really am going to keep an eye on this girl because she might have something going. Uh, but, Trent, take it away. Uh, yo, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. I accidentally deafened myself, so I don't know if that fucked anything up. So, um, this was my least favorite album of the week um i don't know what it was i'm assuming it was probably her voice um but the redeeming factor of it was the whole 8-bit like old-timey game theme of the album which i thought was very very cool and i liked a lot um but the album itself 
just it didn't it didn't hit for me um i'll give her credit you know for for a, a second album definitely did a good job but just not not my thing um but hey if it works keep doing what you're doing and the rating i've had five out of ten all right there you go sebastian take it away so with this one uh i really enjoy the production on this the title track american girl uh reminded me a lot of like an early like pharrell production or even maybe a timbaland if uh he went a little bit more industrial just there was a lot of like glimmering uh just little like bits and pieces of ear candy in there that were just really just like early 2000s inspiring for me uh I, I'm not very nostalgic for that sound, but I do like it overall. I think that's probably one of my favorite eras for pop just because everything was just so like cloudy and or not cloudy, like fluffy um, and just super vibrant. I just it just feels like a Tempur-Pedic pillow product placement. Um, I fuck with it a lot, though. The bits of glitch in there were just off the chain and I fucking I, I fuck with it. Um distraction three spoiled and rotten i think that did that the best for me probably my favorite song on the whole album to be honest uh i also love the heavy ass sub bass on there uh nate and i were listening to that because i i had to listen to it very late on in the day so i don't really have all my thoughts quite articulated for it but it definitely just soared for what i've heard and had just such a little time to digest i really fucked with it um yeah, I don't have much to say, but all I am going to say is I'm returning to this one, and whatever Kylo is releasing or Kilo, I'm going to find it, man. This shit is great. 8 out of 10. Hell yes. There you have it. First half down. We got another to go. Before we get there, let's have a word from my sponsor. And we're back. All right. Up into now with an album from Billy Woods, Ethiopes. Uh, Yeah. This was the other album that is tied for one of my favorites of the week. Um, Billy Woods, if uh, no one is really familiar, is uh, one half of the rap duo Arm & Hammer, who last year released uh, probably one of my favorite projects of theirs, uh, Haram, that was, first of all, has like quite a grotesque, I guess some people could put it, uh, album cover that they had with the uh, head heads of the pigs, which was a... Uh, pretty interesting you know but like the album itself was just like oh amazing and i think also that was also um if i'm not mistaken produced by the alchemist like he had a lot to do with like a lot of the other songs too i'm pretty sure it was somewhat of a collaboration project and it's anything the alchemist touches with any other artist is just incredible you know to say the least uh so billy woods though has a little singles album here or sorry excuse me solo album here excuse me and it was something, you know. I th- when did I listen to this album? I listened to this on the way home from a concert, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember what the show was, though. Just remember I went to the Agora to see the show, and I didn't know what to expect at all. But, like, I just loved, like, the eeriness of the album a lot. Like, there's a lot of, like, I think especially, like, with, like, the songs like Asylum and No Hard Feelings, which go back-to-back. It, like, first of all awesome transition between the two songs like I almost didn't realize that it was like two songs and not one whole song but like 
whew, like it, it just has like some sort of like eeriness to it that kind of like makes my skin crawl, but in a good way, you know, it kind of, I guess you could say it gives me goosebumps in a sort of way. And like, that's not apparent on a lot of these tracks. Like, it's just very like, you know, kind of looking over your shoulder, like this is some like spooky shit, you know? And like, you know, just some of these like grimy, like rap bars and everything too throughout. It's tight, you know? And, uh, Billy Woods also has, uh, his, uh, second half, uh, a lucid who is the other half of arm and hammer uh on one song here i thought it was multiple but it was only on one song uh ny next uh which great song you know like that just their chemistry together is always gonna work and it shows in both their solos uh projects and in arm and hammer itself uh there's an lp feature which i know sebastian will go in later but that was a that was a pretty nice touch i would have to say uh especially with like how how much bigger he is compared to these uh, other artists that are featured on the album. Uh, Boldy James, who we talked about not too long ago, is also on this one as well. But uh, yeah, honestly, if you like your like experimental rap and stuff like that on here, like this is it. It's uh, it's not really boom bap, you know. It's definitely like I said, way more on the experimental side. Just something different in hip hop, which. I fuck with, especially if it's done in a good way. Uh, some other songs here that I fucked with would have to be uh, Christine, uh, Savage, The Doldrums, Heavy Water, and Remorseless. And yeah, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Really fucked with it. Uh, but Trent, take it away. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck to say about this. Uh. I think the only thing I can say is I didn't get it. I guess it like like you said it's very weird. Um I gave it a 5 out of 10 just because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Um I feel like if I came back to it kind of knowing a little bit of the background now, I would kind of know or have a, like a little bit of like a sense of how to feel about it, but at the current moment I really don't know what to feel about it. Yeah, I think it would be also best if, like, you listen to Arm & Hammer first just to get, like, the kind of flow. The vibe. And the vi- yeah, yeah. Because even then, like, I would say this is a little bit different than Arm & Hammer, but, like, you still get the idea of his rap flow and, like, what they're kind of going for, you know, in the main project. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, I totally get it. I hear you. Uh, Sebastian, though, take it next. This was a very welcomed addition to the week. Um... I I really fuck with anything industrial and rap at this point. I mean, if you guys don't know my opinions about this, uh, just check out literally any industrial rap album that's ever been put on this podcast. I've probably given it a 10 at this point. Um, but this one, I will say, is not... It's not a weak album, per se, at all. It's just, compared to the other ones that we've listened to, this one's probably impacted me the least. Uh, I really like the eeriness, of course, with the really industrial kind of hard-hitting beats. Um, I like the kind of jazz instrumentation at times, making this more of a jazz rap kind of thing at uh, certain feature points. Um, Of course, you got some LP in here. Um, Yeah, LP, no matter what he does, it's fucking going. Uh, All I got to say is... It's all stab you in the back, A2 Bruters, as he as he says on this album, um, with the with the song. Um, oh, I, I did not put the song name. Whoops. Um, but yeah, uh, this album also has a lot of like cool offbeat flow, 
which I really like. It kind of, uh, and obviously not in the same style, but I love when rappers like MF Doom do that a lot, you know, where they just go off beat and rap on the offs. Another one that does that a lot is Andre 3000 of Outkast fame. I, I just love when rappers do that. It just shows how well they can fit into a rhythm no matter what it is. Uh, it's awesome. This album is fun. I really like it. Uh, definitely want to come back to it to get a little bit more uh, of a taste from it. But for now, I'm going to leave this at a 7.5 out of 10. Very cool. Alrighty, we're moving along here to a new album from Black Midi, Hellfire. Sebastian, take it away. Uh, this is music. It is... <laughs> It is good music, to say the least. I love everything about this. It is dense. It is technical. It is just musical imagery at its finest. Um, honestly, Black Midi has just... Every time they do something, I feel like they just push the realms of every tri- every genre they try. And uh, whether you want to call this jazz, whether you want to call this rock, whether you want to call this... Uh, music um i think it's all done very well it's just really rapid fire lyrics i love the manic drumming there's just so much layering the fucking layering how many instruments can you count on a single track i found spoons in fucking hellfire okay there is just so much going on and it is so hard to just pick everything apart honestly this is like the equivalent to watching, I don't know, like a huge psychedelia movie and coming back and be like, oh, yo, I see a little see a little shit in the corner um, kind of thing where you just keep going back and you keep finding new instruments everywhere because, yeah, this shit is dense. Oh, my Lord. Picking this shit apart is awesome. I love it. Uh, the singer, he has such a dynamic and wide range. Uh, whether it be like the staccato auctioneer on crack sounding vocals um, or these like shimmering baritone like crooner kind of songs. I don't know how else to say it. It's just like the song in the defense. The dude will just literally go from like, you know, like really fast into like this kind of Frank Sinatra voice like randomly. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? I'm down with it. But where did it come from? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, pretty much every single song in this is just wonderfully transitioned to one another. And I even re-listened to this album at one point by putting it on shuffle. Probably could have listened to another album instead so I can get through the week. But hey, this album is great no matter if it's uh, shuffled or not. If you shuffle it, it's just chaotic even more so than it already is. Um, yeah, it's a truly, it's truly just a musical roller coaster that I don't want to get off of. And I've probably said that before, like 20 times on this channel, but you know, man, it just goes to show that there is great new music coming out every week, giving us new tunes for the people like us. Um, yeah, I've really fucked with it. Uh, just, there were some really cool songs. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's a 10 out of 10. Um, no matter if it's politically charged or if it's the bass moving at breakneck arpeggiating speeds or finger picking, banjo plucking, spoon playing, organ playing, crooner singing. There's just so much in this album. It's hard to get to in a short little review. Um, yeah, 10 out of 10. I, I can't put it anymore. <laughs> hey, someone enjoyed it at least. Uh, good shit. Uh, Trent, take it away. 
so as we know from last year, I we we did Black Midi's album from last year, and I didn't particularly like it. Now this album, I don't know if it's supposed to be something different, um, but I kind of fucked with it a little bit. It was it was definitely something. Uh, it was. It was not as much as a headache fest, I will say, as the last one was. Um, there were there was definitely some interesting lines, and I can't, I would love to pick out a few for you, but I I can't <laughs> I can't. Um, overall, I did give it a music corner seven. Uh, that might change with another listen, um, but overall, it was definitely uh, definitely a trip i do like the uh the psychedelic movie type of like analogy for it because it definitely fits for something like this because it's just it's off the fucking charts like you can you cannot i don't even know how the fuck you're supposed to put a genre on this but it's, if, it's it, honestly just safe to put experimental and that's it <laughs> yeah, honestly that is that's probably good experimental <laughs> we'll leave it at that but yeah uh, they did a good job, I will say. So definitely an improvement from last year in my eyes. So yeah, um, I don't know if I, 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 I don't know honestly. I, I don't know what to think. Like for one thing, I've tried to get into them more ever since I saw their one performance that they did at I believe it was Coachella. Uh, I only heard the one song, but it was John L. That they did live for Coachella, and all I'm gonna say is like, I first of all, the, the video is gone for some reason on YouTube. I don't know if it was a copyright strike. I don't know if it got taken down by, um, whatever channel was on. I don't know, but it's gone, and I'm really pissed off about it because it was honestly one of the most like, it was one of my favorite live performances of a song I've ever seen on YouTube. Like, period. It was it was just great, and it was professionally filmed too, which sucks because I'm like, well, damn it, like. This is so good. What the fuck? Like, hearing John L. and just, like, seeing them play and the craziness ensuing live in front of people and a mosh pit happening and then just this group of people in these, like, red jumpsuit-looking things just doing weird dance moves and, like, hand things all over. I'm like, something is happening. I can't explain what it is, but something is going down here and... I don't know why, but I kind of fuck with it, you know, and seeing that and just like, you know, kind of getting into them a little bit more. I'm like, you know, what? I'm kind of going to go in this with like high hopes now, you know, and I think unfortunately right now, well, I did feel about the same way I did with uh, Cavalcade. Uh, simply because, too, like, they did, as weird as this is going to sound, I think they did switch it up a bit from that last album, mainly because, like, it it, it kind of felt like at, at times, like, they kind of went for, they leaned more on the jazz side of things than they did with the uh, experimental. Like, don't get me wrong, it's totally still experimental what they're doing and still very sporadic and in your face and, like, you're confused about what the actual fuck is happening right now, but... It was just also something I still wasn't expecting. Like, I thought it was kind of going to be a consistency of Cavalcade, which, if it was, and if I recall correctly, I might have, uh, you know, been into this a little bit more. But a second listen, or even third, it, pfft, that, that would be fine with me, especially knowing what I'm going to be getting into now. Um, yeah, it's just exactly what, like, you know, Sebastian was talking about. It's just, it's it's there. It is in your face. 
if you if it's your thing or you're kind of curious i would still give it a listen i gave it a music corner seven as well uh it's a different project but it's something and uh also shout out to also their album covers because my god they have like both the trippiest but coolest album covers i've ever seen especially in like modern times as well so yeah moving along here we got one more album here uh not too big but like yeah i guess would say minor i would say minor it's sabrina carpenter and her new album emails i can't send uh trent take it away so here we have to my surprise my second favorite album of the week (laughs) oh yeah yeah i i actually enjoyed it and it was very very weird for something like this for me to enjoy i went into it and i was like i mean i know she was um like somewhat of like i don't want to say like a disney star um but she i know she did play a role in a few disney um films mm-hmm. uh and then went on to music or she did it before i can't remember um it might have even like intertwined you know like music and, yeah it might have intertwined which i mean that's what disney does <laughs> um but yeah, I know something about this. Um, I get. If, I guess the fact that it was very real um, and kind of like down to earth, unlike things. Um, and the well, one line about, that right, you know what this album's about. No, I don't know what it is about. So, oh, okay, okay. Well, I was gonna say it on my part, but like I'll I'll just even explain it now. So Sabrina Carpenter is the girl that that guy uh, ended up being with after Olivia Rodrigo. Remember when she made her album and that was all about the whole breakup thing and that was that guy that like betrayed her and all this stuff. Yeah, she mm. Sabrina Carpenter is the one that he went to and then Sabrina ended up making songs about both Olivia Rodrigo and him and about how much of a piece of shit he is. So it's kind of like a full circle. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh... I didn't like Olivia Rodrigo's, <laughs> there was, but there this was I did. On that, but there was just it was so inconsistent and just it, she kind of needed to get over herself. So <laughs> yeah, I, that is that is hundred percent. But this, yeah, it was. I don't know, man. It was it was weirdly good in my eyes. Um, I I did kind of like feel. I guess for some of the songs, like when, when it started with like emails, I can't send like the title track, the first song. And it was just kind of like very sporadic. I was like, okay, like this kind of, um, makes little sense. I know, I knew it was about boy that you can just pick out firsthand. And I can't remember what song it was. Something about forks that I fucking died at. It was like you used a fork once and forks are fucking everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, I got what it meant, but it was just very funny to me. And I was like, yeah, like you think about that person, like, which is understandable, but like a fucking fork. And it just, it just made me die. And I just liked that song, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, I, her voice, honestly, I didn't mind it overall. Um, here or there i was kind of like eh but yeah it's second favorite album of the week at an eight out of ten um fucking yeah again just weirdly good in my eyes 
Oh, once again, hey, someone enjoyed it at least. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I unfortunately uh, can't say the same here because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of wanted to like it because genuinely I do like a Sabrina Carpenter album. Uh, I believe it was called Evolution that came out back in 2016, which is – it's very – I guess you could say generic electro pop is the best way to put it. You know, like there's nothing that like is new or different on there, but like she did it well, you know, like the song uh, on purpose, it slaps. It's a great tune. It's a great opener to the album as well. And uh, that was really the only other album I listened to by her prior to this. And I don't know, I guess I just wasn't expecting just such a slow down, like, pop album but like i wouldn't even also i wouldn't even consider this fully pop it almost has like elements of like you know like indie and like i almost would even say like folk you know especially when like an acoustic guitar is brought out and everything i was like yeah that's all right that's that's cool but like i don't know once you like i i think the uh it's just very interesting to me about just the whole thing i was saying earlier about the whole Olivia rodrigo and like the guy that they were both with i who i his name has obviously been thrown around. I cannot tell you at all what his name is, but apparently, according to both Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo, it, we shouldn't even be mentioning his name, you know? So it's like, we'll, we'll just keep it at that. We'll just not talk about this dude. He's a piece of shit. So, hey. But, like, you know, there's just also the sort of, like, you know, like, I, I do feel bad for Sabrina Carpenter and just, like, the uh, the hate that she got because of the whole thing with Olivia Rodrigo. And, like, it wasn't even her fault, you know, that, like, he decided to be with Sabrina and not Olivia, you know. But, like, Olivia Rodrigo's fans are just, you know, a little bit crazy at times, you know. And, like, I get that. Fan bases can be pretty wild. Um, and that's just speaking on the lyrical content side of things with this album. In terms of the actual music, I... It was just so bland to me. It was just so boring. And, like, it was really disappointing because I actually thought it would be something interesting. But, unfortunately, this was my least favorite of the week at a 5.5 out of 10. Not the worst album by any means. Not even, like, an honorable mention or whatever. It's just, nah. It's it's the same level as Jack Harlow in terms of how bored I was with it. And this one was thankfully shorter because if it was any longer, or at least as long as Jack's, who. Ooh, that would have been dreadful, but I digress. Sebastian, take it away. With this, uh, I definitely believe that this is the worst version of Sour. Um, there were even some bits where she was using similar produ- uh, production choices as far as like having the really like, uh, or having the gain turned up all the way on her vocals. Um, I just really did not enjoy that. Uh, you know, obviously this is a diss at the man, uh, that both her and Olivia were with. And all I have to say is imagine having two Disney girls go emo because of how shitty you were as a boyfriend. Um, yeah, it's, uh, pretty bad. Uh, I really just, I I understand why she can't send those emails in the title and the title track. Um, they are just really plainly, uh, they were they're plainly written uh just do not really fuck with it at all uh there's this like faux billy eilish voice that she was trying to do and she was even doing the elmer fudd thing with her r's um and i as soon as i hear that i just get pissed and that was the very first song uh i really don't like that shit but whatever uh because i like a boy is sad i really do not condone fan bases going after people because an artist does not like them 
you know, if you are in stan culture whatsoever, please get a life. I'm sorry. Uh, there is no reason to like a band so much that you would just antagonize someone just because they simply do not like them. Obviously, if it's like a Chris Brown Rihanna situation, you know, I think it's important to hate Chris Brown because he's a piece of shit and should not have any more music. But with something like this, this is just a petty rivalry between two girls and then a guy in the middle that was just shitty to both of them. So you should not be sending death threats because of that. Sorry, I know your fan base is a teenager, but even that's too edgy for me. Um, other than that, I don't think the song is very good, uh, even though the sentiment, I am very much behind. Uh, other than that, I will say, uh, Bet You Wanna is probably along some of the worst lyric of the year. Uh, Trent pointed out, if you use a fork once, uh, forks are fucking everywhere. I, that was probably one of the worst fucking lyrics I've ever heard. Even if it was tongue-in-cheek, I just think it shouldn't have been in there in the first place, but that's just me. Um, and another one comes shortly after, because I like a boy. Um, I really hated the, I wanted Thin Mints. You said you you knew a guy, and then you showed up with a boombox with stars in your eyes. What decade is this? Why the fuck are you talking about a boombox? You are a year older than me. There were no boomboxes when I was a kid. None. It was Bluetooth speakers. Shitty ones from GameStop, but they were Bluetooth speakers. Um, yeah, other than that, sorry for all my stutters. I don't know why I'm doing it so much. I guess I can't read and talk. Uh... I just really do not like most of this album. I feel like it was way more melodramatic than even the worst parts of Sour were. And I I yeah, I, I really don't like this. It's not the worst thing. Really not. Um far from actually. This is a four out of ten. I just really, really don't like this type of music whatsoever. Well, there you have it. That has been the week. But before we go album recommendations as always um i'm gonna go first here since i got it right off the bat uh a little bit of an old school well okay this isn't old school at all but like a little bit of that late to mid 2000s uh deathcore for you the self-titled album from here comes the kraken uh they are a mexican deathcore band if i recall correctly who is just it's heavy it's deathcore, you know, but like what like, you know, makes it unique, I guess, to me is that it's like that style of deathcore with a lot of those like, you know, China symbol tings and then just like the fucking breakdown just dun, 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 dun. and, you know, the typical kind of vocals and it's just it's tight. It's awesome. It's heavy. It's in it's it's fun. It's deathcore, man. Um, And I also have like this kind of thing, too, with uh, the album where it's like it's the long titled song names, you know, like I, my favorite one. And like, if you're a school of rock fan, you'll know this. Uh, the song is literally called the legend of the rent is way hardcore. And that's great. That's great to have as a song. name. <laughs> they, they also have a miss starving skeleton into the slaughter basement confessions of what I've done. And uh, don't fail me. Darko. Just the name of another few songs that I also both liked and, you know, song names and everything. Uh, but yeah, if you like Deathcore, you'll like this one. Here comes the Kraken self-titled album. Trent, take it away. So, uh, recently I've been doing some digging on some doom metal. 
Um, I went on to the Moody Mix Spotify playlist, which picks out some moody songs, you know, for your depressed self, uh, specifically chosen for you by the amazing Spotify people. Um, most of the time, their choices suck absolute garbage. Not going to lie. Um, but I did find a really cool doom metal band called, I think it's Woods of Yours. Black Sabbath. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, well, actually, they were the inventors of Doom. Uh, <laughs> back of the self title. Um, no, Woods of Your. I think it's Woods of, and then it's Y P R E S. Um, and the album Woods Five: Gray Skies and Electric Light. Um, there is a song on there called "Kiss My Ashes Goodbye." Uh, it's a ten-minute, just kind of repetitive doom metal song but it fucking slaps um and it came on while i was at work the one day and i was like yo this this fucking goes uh and i i fucking love doom metal uh it's just one of those things one of those other genres uh but no i think i listened to a little bit of this album haven't listened to the full thing but most of it i i absolutely enjoy so definitely would recommend checking that album out in if not you know just them as a band i think they do an amazing job there was another um song i can't remember what it was uh oh shards of love off of uh woods four uh also came on that playlist um definitely some bangers though go check them out woods of yours what awesome woods of Yapris? <laughs> All right, so take it away. So I might have found the heaviest album ever. Um, legit, like this makes Wolf Girl look like baby metal. Um, Black Sabbath. No, it's B by Common. <laughs> God. So yeah, I'm talking about Be By Common, uh, made in 2005. Um, I mean, it's common. The guy's a great rapper, great lyricist, great poet. Uh, there's a lot of just great little pieces on here. Uh, a lot of this, he talks about, you know, his hometown of Chi Town. Uh, you know, talking about his struggles and yeah, it's it's just good. It's just really good boom bap style rap. Uh, nothing more I can say other than uh, there is a song called they say with john legend and kanye west i never thought i would hear those two on a common song probably kanye but definitely not all three in the same recording booth um pretty pretty wild to say the least but yeah be by common good shit and that is a very solid album i will add as well but all right that's gonna do it for the week trent sebastian as always thank you for joining yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been a music corner with State of Weight. And we're